0: Meeting is being
1: recorded. Okay, welcome into the Degress Podcast Peyton Manning Edition, Episode 18. Got a lot to talk about. A lot going on in the sports world. Scotty Scheffler is your Masters champion. Tiger Jesus returned. <laughs> Was able to hold off a strong uh, Rory comeback on Sunday. Uh, NBA playoff playing games are going on as we record this. This is going to be released on Thursday, the 14th of April in a little bit of a snowmageddon here in dickinson got about i don't know i have a snowdrift outside my house about th- about seven feet tall it's still coming it's blowing it's 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 north dakota weather at its finest monday i was outside going for a walk sun was out it was gorgeous wake up tuesday absolute shit show i that's the only way i can describe it but Luckily, I have Grant and Ethan. They're out in the cities enjoying some not snowmageddon. So, you guys, welcome into the show. What uh, Were you guys able to watch the Masters? What was your guys' biggest takeaway?
0: I did not watch on Sunday, unfortunately. But you uh, brought up Scheffler, and my goodness, he is uh, – I didn't know who he was six months ago. But, uh, wow, he is – he's unbelievable. Even his bad shots, you think he's just screwed, and he comes out with some – miraculous chip and putt like when he went in the tree puts it 10 yards over the green somehow when he dropped it's just it's stupid like he's unbelievable
2: yeah and what in his last 59 days he's won four tournaments yeah (laughs) the the guy just on fire right now and you know like Ethan said he came out of left field nobody knew who the hell this guy was and and you know now he's you know looking like he's the best player in the world he's gonna be gonna be around for a long time. Um, So that, you know, that's kind of, I guess, you know, nice for golf, but, you know, also in a way, I felt like this mattress was a little boring. Uh, You know, Sunday there wasn't that much excitement because Scotty had such that big lead tiger kind of fell apart on Saturday. And uh, you know, we didn't have that remember memorable stretch on Sunday, you know, afternoon where we're like, Hey, do you remember how this happened? It was kind of smooth sailing. So, you know, maybe a little boring and something the golf world didn't need. But um, you know who knows? Maybe Scotty can be a superstar in the making.
1: Yeah. Well, can Scottie, we
0: all agree though? He doesn't look like he's twenty-five.
1: No, he looks like a forty-five-year-old accountant.
0: Who, when so he goes out,
1: his old. his his average. I mean, he's a great golfer. If he's for a forty-five-year-old accountant, he usually shoots about three over, four over. Occasionally, can get under par. But yeah, he he looks like he's forty-five. He acts like a forty-five-year-old too. Just listening to the interviews, talking about how he was like crying waking up because he wasn't sure if he was ready for the moment and his wife kind of just talked to him. he's like it doesn't change who you are to me you're still my husband I'm still going to love you regardless of it and that's not going to change if you win it or not you still have those same strong views and perspective in life it's not going to change I think that eventually is what propelled him because there is so much pressure going on and it got to him a little bit at the end on hole 18 where he Four putted, but four putting to win the Masters, he still had two putts to spare. And yeah. he, and he, he was, it was, yeah, it was awesome to see. And he just played. And uh, Tiger was back. It was, it's. I, I was nervous. I didn't think he was even going to make the cut. And he found a way. He made it. He, but I think in the end, his body was just worn down. I think that cold weather on Saturday really ate at him. And just, it's not good, especially when you. 14 months ago, you were in a life threatening accident, almost losing your leg. And I can't imagine. I'm not a expert with leg injuries or anything, but I can't imagine, you know, you're still regenerating some of those nerves to keep your body warm and things like that. But it's, it's incredible to see. He's only going to get better. I think just got to get, get his body back but to play competitive ball golf at that level. and find yourself floating around on Saturday on moving day, Saturday, it's, it's, it's incredible. And it just proves to the work ethic and the attitude he has.
0: Yeah. Like you said, I mean, this dude is 14 months removed from looking at prosthetic legs and he still beats 75% of the best golfers in the world. Like it's, it's absolutely mind boggling when you think about it. Obviously tigers probably the best we've ever seen, maybe the best ever. I, I, I don't know. I didn't watch Nicholas or any of them, but, It just shows how great this guy truly is. Like he can basically play one turn with the last year and a half and he still kicks these guys' butts.
2: And then just look at look at the draw he brings in. You know, golf golf needs him. He he had everyone talking about this tournament uh, from Sunday to Sunday.
0: He had people tracking
2: a freaking plane, a private jet from what northern Florida (laughs) to Georgia. That's that's incredible. (laughs) It's just it's incredible time tracking. He's on his way. And to, you, to come out and say he's a game time decision for the biggest tournament in golf, that's the world's biggest flex where you just kind of walk in and you're just no one like, ever says that. Hey guys, you know, I'm, I'm here at uh, Augusta national. I might play. I might not play. Just uh, stay tuned and find out. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>
0: Literally. Even at his his press conference. He didn't say he was going to play. <laughs> it's yeah. just unbelievable.
1: And he already but, said he's playing in the open. It's going to be at St. Andrews. He said, it's his favorite course. Win. So I, it's I hope that'd be sweet. It's closing in on that record and he needs I think he needs three more to tie, four to beat him. It's he's getting up there in age, but I, I'm i not ruling Tiger out of anything.
0: No, no, he's one of the few athletes you don't doubt. Well, because no. No,
2: he's only what 46 years old. 46, right?
0: yeah. 45. I think Still got one of the two.
2: I get it. These you know, it's kind of a younger generation now where they're they're taking, you know, the two are over by storm. But with the technology and these clubs, and just the the love he has for the game, and and how much passion he has for it, yeah, like you said, we're not going to doubt this guy out. He easily might win another two or so, or maybe three. I just I hope he can get to that magic number of twenty. Well,
1: that, and, and Ethan said, you know, he might be the best. Ba- I I you could. There's a strong argument because the way golf is today, the way guys take care of their bodies, the way they take, you know, they really take care of themselves more than what it used to be where you know there's a lot more emphasis on weight training and things like that and nutrition eating health eating properly if Tiger doesn't start doing that there's other guys aren't doing that either so I mean he he changed the game it's like and Grant said it in the previous podcast you know it's why your fist pumping and you're showing those antics on the course because a tiger or you wear red on the golf course, or when you have a big meeting or big day, you know, you wear red because it's tiger
0: red. Can we also talk about the greens like, at Augusta? Like, I don't remember ever seeing greens like that at the Masters. Like they you literally land that thing 10 feet from the hole. If you're on the wrong layer, it's going backwards 30 feet into the fairway. It's like I've never seen that before. I felt like these greens were just ridiculous
2: they, they must have just you know really amped it up and they said hey we need almost need to challenge these golfers more because they are getting so much better they're able to put the ball within 10 feet from every shot that they have you know with the technology of these irons and just how smart they are they just they know exactly where to put the ball what, what club speed to have on their their follow-through so these grounds crews to your point ethan they almost need to Amp their game up a little more because if not, it's Don't almost going to be too easy for these guys.
1: Which goes back Crazy. to another Tiger thing because they had to change it after he won by 12 strokes. They had to like Tiger-proof it because he was out driving the fair, out driving the course,
0: mm-hmm. everything. Was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: And and one thing before we uh, to wrap up Masters, North Dakota native Tom Hoagie finished plus seven. it was over it was his first masters it's it was cool to see uh there I don't think the what's that that was his first ever yep yeah because did he make the cut or no yeah he made the cut he was yeah finished plus seven for the day so uh you know and Augusta is not a course where you can just walk in and play and expect to win right away that course it's you need that experience so next year use this as a learning experience improve he's going to be playing in other majors and he's been playing really good golf this year he got his first win he's been in a lot of other uh, tournaments so excited to see where he see his improvement and we'll uh keep moving and there was there was crazy to think here there was a big basketball game in minnesota last night wolves came away with a win celebrate patrick beverly celebrating like they want it and there's people talking but you know what from where this wolves team was they weren't in the they were the last time they were in the playoffs was in 18 they lost to the rockets and then before that it was the 2004 they lost to the lakers in the western conference finals and people are getting on them for celebrating but you know what this is a young team they the excitement within the fan base is through the roof they've improved and there's so much, it's, it, it's a win now, it's a win now. It's nothing about the process. This team has gone through so much and seeing them improve and, you know, they're taking the right steps. You know, walk before you run. It's not just going to happen instantly. You need to develop those guys. Anthony Edwards is a stud. Cat did not play a great game by any means, but D'Angelo Russell played great. And, and they easily have a hit yeah, easily hit some big threes and they have mm-hmm. a true leader on this team. in Patrick Beverly, just watching him the way he was excited, celebrate. And he wasn't excited because he beat his old team. He was excited for the fans and for the city and the young guys on that team. And I hope he stays around because you need that leadership. And I think the wolves they're they're in the right step. It's going to be interesting to see how they fare against Memphis, but I, I like the direction this team is going. And you guys are there, so I'll let you guys talk about it.
2: Brandy, oh yeah. I,
0: just,
2: yeah, I just want to say this. Put in perspective for how putrid the Wolves have been since 2004, Dylan, when you mentioned they went to the Western Conference Finals of the year. Kevin Garnett was named league MVP. From then until, I believe, yesterday, their winning percentage was 37%. Pretty bad. That's awful. I mean, we're not <laughs> playing baseball count. here. You're not playing baseball here, where that those are Hall of Fame numbers right here. They get the paper bags, and, and with how many how many draft picks that they've missed over the years, um, and how many superstars that could have been on this team, it's something that this city needs because Minneapolis, you know, we're one of the four markets out there with the four major sports, and unfortunately, these last couple of years we haven't had as much energy and drive for these pro teams. And the wolves, they're doing it now because you know they're young, and they're a home. They're a home-built team, and people can get behind it because, like you said, Dylan, they're gonna they're young and they're gonna be around forever. Anthony Edwards was, you know, first overall pick that Miss Dunkey had last night going on the baseline. He, yeah, would have went in. This place wouldn't bit would have went berserk. And he kind of looks like young young MJ out there with how much he can get up. Yeah. And then also, you know, last year when they fired Saunders, everyone was saying, oh, it's you know he's the fall guy. He's a fall guy. Well, I think coach Finch, he clearly, clearly was the answer with that. And it's nice that, you know, next year they in this mid season, they signed Pat Bev to a contract extension. So he'll be at least with the wolves through 2023, but since his past relationship with Finch coach Finch, I think he could be around for a while because this team needs him. He, they have that attitude that they didn't have in 2018 with Jimmy Butler and uh, you know, it's exciting. And you know, playing Memphis, that's that's the draw they wanted. Because if you had to go in Phoenix, that talk about the lion's den. And you, you don't you don't want to play those boys. You want to play the Grizz. Jaws still injured a little bit. And you know, if we can get Pat Bev being that gnat getting in his face, you know, gosh, I like our chances. I yeah, will say
0: well, I, I know I know Cad is the biggest name on the team. Like he's obviously probably to most people the face of the franchise, but when you actually like think about Anthony, this is Anthony Edwards team. Like he make, he makes them go when he plays. Well, it's unbelievable. Like cats had some obviously great games, great seasons here, but Edwards is really the thing that just propels them. Even the fourth quarter last night, his dunk, as soon as that lane opened, it was like, Holy hell, he's going right at it. He's going to dunk on the whole city of Los Angeles, hit the step in three at the to go up. I think five, he just makes plays. Like he is, like, I'm not gonna say a young MJ, but the dude can ball. And what is he, 20 years old? He can't even legally drink. Like, this mm-hmm. kid is the, this, he is really goddamn good.
2: Well, and let's not forget, um, draft night, Dwayne Wade said that Anthony Edwards could have a better pro career than him. And the one, um, comparison yeah. they have is they're both coached by Tom Crean yep. in college. Yep. And when yep. a three time yep. champion and a top 50 player of all time says, Hey, this dude could be better than me, that's when you really got to sit back and say, Oh, there's potential. But now we're not looking at potential anymore. We're looking at, he's going out and he's grabbing the bull by the horns. He wants it. He's making plays. And to
0: kind of put this whole thing into perspective, I've been to a Wolves game in over a decade. I bought tickets today for a playoff game. I, I don't even know all the damn roster. Like that's like, that's just how <laughs> Minneapolis is going right now. Once Minneapolis and these Minnesota sports get going they get these fans, I don't think there's a better sports city in the country. When you get these teams really rolling, they, they, the fans come out real quick. Oh, for and sure. Know what, and and to
1: know put what, a little bit more perspective on what Ethan said is three years ago, my, when I was down in Arizona with my dad, we went to a, a Suns-Wolves game, and the most action of that night was Devin Booker tried to fight. Oh, tall guy. He played at uh, – uh, Gorgie yeah. Dang tried to fight oh, Gorgie, Gorgie Dang, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he said, "Meet me in the, uh, meet me in the hallway," and they sprinted back. And my dad fell asleep. I had I had a picture of it. I don't know where it went, but they it, it's wild to think that there the Wolves are in the playoffs and the Suns are favored to go backs. And we won't talk a whole lot, but I think uh, staying in the NBA a li- or well, Grant, you had something to finish, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. But go ahead, and then we'll talk a little bit. NBA playoffs and what we think playoff wise happens.
2: How underrated Target Center is and how yeah. underrated the, the people of Minnesota and Minneapolis are for their pro sports, because they filled that place up to the brim last night and they brought the energy. And you could tell the Wolves players fed off that. Even you know, we came out, we had a nice seven-two lead. The Clippers then went on like a 24 to I want, I think 10 run. But lady the
1: lady gluter
2: hand of the court, the lady gluter hand of the court, which so Minneapolis, which pisses me off. <laughs> um, but the fans they never went away, and you know, these Minnesota fans were never, never gonna die, they're always gonna be in it. The, um, you know, like MJ, they're never gonna lose a game, they're just gonna run out of time to cheer,
1: and also because the Wolves are under new ownership too, and there was talks of them possibly leaving and going somewhere else, but. A-Rod was there last night and I think him sitting there and he's an, he's a former athlete. He, he, you, you know, he has to love that atmosphere. You, you can't say that. I can't leave, to take
0: this team. He he bought a house on Lake Minnetonka. They ain't going nowhere. Oh, perfect. And he also
2: owns, he owns a lot of apartment buildings in downtown Minneapolis. Okay. And you know, with all the fortune 500 companies that we have in the city and, you know, it's truly a growing city with how many people need to rent. He ain't going anywhere. This team's staying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we'll talk, stay in the NBA a little bit. We'll talk. Uh, I mean, uh, the I saw the Pelicans were just uh, just beat the uh, Spurs 113-103. So, they will be playing, going to L.A. on Friday to play the Clippers. Hornets won earlier tonight. They'll be playing the Cavs. The Hawks won. Or yeah, Hawks one, Hawks one. So the Hornets will be going to. They'll yeah. be going home. What's that? Hornets will be going home because the, yeah. the Cavs Nets
2: the Cavs Nets. Cavs Nets was seven eight yeah. last night. So the Hawks are going to Cleveland and yeah. the uh, game to see who gets to uh, play the Miami Heat in the first round.
0: Yeah, that's Miles great. Bridges might get a hefty fine too. We'll see about that. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: He tried to. I don't know uh, if you saw that. He cramp, tried to, but... He tried to be a
0: Will Smith and slap some fan. <laughs> yeah, with, with a towel even. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he threw a mouthpiece at a kid. Oh, dude, I didn't see that. I just saw him like the yeah, chirping pulling like, "Oh, you're out"
2: and everything. I didn't see him throw that. He pulled a Steph Curry in the 2016 Finals when he got pissed and <laughs> threw his mouthpiece at a, at a fan. <laughs> what a souvenir, though. Well, he, I think he
1: was trying to one up. Uh, one up, Aaron Rodgers, who uh, got intercepted in like a seven on seven game, and gave this. the kid the ball, and he assaulted him by throwing the ball back at him after he
0: gave. Him yeah, and the kid packed him off and just kind of went up and handed him the ball. Rodgers didn't like that.
2: <laughs> it was pretty. These guys must. These guys must have watched Peyton Manning's SNL skit. Um, that's literally before, what it was. before of, they went on the court tonight. That's what it's been compared to. But <laughs>
1: trying to stay on track here, uh, NBA Finals. uh, Bracket is pretty much set. We'll see who the, what happens in the playoff games tomorrow and Friday. Uh, rest of the playoffs starts Saturday. For me, I think it's setting up to be a Suns, Suns-Bucks rematch of the finals. Uh, the only team I think out east I think that could possibly give uh, uh, Milwaukee a run would be the Nets, but they just – I don't they don't have the time playing together it's either Kyrie with his vaccination status and injuries KD's been hurt Ben Simmons is Grant's favorite player in the NBA Ben Simmons is it's a back injury they say but Ben, Simmons can, he's ben walking, Simmons can go to hell <laughs> and he's uh apparently it, it's funny because I was trying to figure out why he wasn't playing and they're there's a report that said there's two different ones. And it was Ben, he's – they're really challenging him. And then the the next article over is they're frustrated with him not playing. And then they said he walks around like Michael Jordan. And I think they're referring to Michael B. Jordan because if it was – if he was walking around like Michael Jordan, he would actually be playing.
0: Honestly, I but don't think don't, Ben Simmons knows why he's not playing.
2: Don't Don't put – ben simmons in the same category as michael b jordan that is just blasphemy and disrespect on michael b jordan uh so i do not appreciate that um but ben Ben simmons he he doesn't care about basketball he just wants to go get his money chase instagram models and live his best life um he 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 just doesn't care
1: yep and 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 the, the kicker for me was is like yeah, and 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 to Ben Simmons, he's going to be the X factor. They, they if he can give
2: them eight good minutes, it's like why are we talking about a guy that's going to play eight minutes a half? He's going to give them thirty three percent of a half, and he's gonna he's gonna change um, change the, uh, the the landscape for a team who's going to have to play the Celtics in the first round with just a bunch of grinders. And grimy guys who are going to get in your face, and you know they want to send Kyrie home. There's some serious bad blood between Kyrie and that Celtics organization and Celtics teammates. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that um, for that series. I'm probably going to try to watch every single game of that, uh, you know, whenever I can. Um, but another team that I actually am kind of intrigued about is also in the East. Is um, you know, for being a one seed, nobody talks about. Him, is the Miami Heat? because, you know, Jimmy Butler's your star player, but then you got guys like Bam, uh, Kyle Lowry, you know, Tyler Hero, Udonis Haslam brings that culture that we talked about a lot last week. Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the league. I just want to see if this team can actually finally, you know, get over a hump and win a playoff series outside of a bubble in Orlando.
1: Yeah. And I, the biggest reason why I I'm picking Memphis is, is because, I trust Chris Middleton as a number two than whoever Miami has as a number two. And at the end of the day, Giannis is, or, yeah. That's yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I meant. I and, and, yeah, I like Giannis more than I like Jimmy Butler. And I like Chris Middleton a little bit more than I like who Miami has to offer, whether it be Lowry or Bam. Hero, Bam. Or Hero yeah.
0: I'm gonna go off a little bit here, off the off the deep end. I'm gonna go with Boston. Ooh, I think Jalen Brown's starting to take that step. They're, I think, I want to say they've won eight of their last ten. Their only losses to the Bucks by six. They've beaten some pretty darn good <laughs> NBA teams by a lot. They put up 144 like last week. They're playing well. Like they're doing really, really good. And. Not, I'm thinking Boston. Why not? I mean, I don't think anyone knows what the hell the East is going to happen. I I don't buy the Nets. I don't know. Kevin Durant's good. Kyrie's good, but that chemistry. I mean, yeah, they just there's nothing there. Him. He's played what seven, eight mm-hmm. games. Like get out of here. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't buy them.
2: Well, and then you know just kind of switch conferences to Dylan's point. I think the West is almost they're just going to beat each other up except for Phoenix because Phoenix they're it's the best. Brawl. Yeah, they're they're the they're the best team in basketball. They're gonna, you know, let's be honest. Probably sweep either the the Pelicans or or the Clippers. Um, without if as if Kawhi doesn't come back, I just I just another don't
1: trust another him. guy I I heard today saying that he might be able to give him eight minutes a half. Kawhi, yeah,
0: I didn't even know the so, guy was still on the team. To be honest, I kind of
2: forgot. Well, I mean, he has a partially torn ACL, and apparently he can't come back from that. That's and he, that he got injured last June. That's, you know, besides the point there. Um, but, you know, the Wolves in Memphis, that's going to be a grinding, grinding physical series, which I expect. To be at least go, I think it's going to go at least six games. Both teams that are going might to just, be
0: the best series in the whole, in the whole playoffs in terms mm-hmm. of first round, at least
2: first rounders. Yeah. Those teams, they're just, they're going to get after each other. And they're just going to, they're going to wear each other down. And then, you know, in the other one, Golden State, they should beat Denver, but then um, I want to say, is, is it Utah and in, um, in Dallas? That, again, is just yeah, that's going to be a grimy series. Um, is so not Phoenix. healthy
1: either. He's kind of still recovering from a calf strain, which is a very, which is a very tough injury, injury to come back. Yeah, it's a nagging injury. It's a tough mm-hmm. one to recover from. And, yeah, and I think the Warriors, I think if they've kind of had that same problem that the Nets have, except They've got a way better culture. Steve Kerr's a much better coach than Steve Nash. And it's just, Curry's been hurt. Clay's coming back from a two torn ACLs. Draymond's been hurt on and off. But, you know, they have, they have the experience. I think they're still about a year away. Uh, James Wiseman, Jordan Pools are turning into rising stars too. I think they're about a year away. But, yeah, like I said, I, I, until it's something... Unless something drastic happens, I expect the rematch of the finals from last
0: year. I'll, I'll take Phoenix against the field every time. I don't think it's even relatively close. They're, that team is unbelievable.
2: You know, what I like most about Phoenix, guys, is they didn't build this team the way NBA players want to build teams now. They built them, you know, from the, from the bottom up. You know, if you look at guys like, you know, John and Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, uh, is is it, is it, is not Bridges, Bridges. Um, the oh, player who's yeah. played DeAndre. Played all, yeah. <sighs> no, not eight. He's played in 318 of 318 possible games. Oh, no, Bridges. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm draw- yeah. Yeah. Bridges. It's, yeah. Bridges. I'm yeah, in, yeah. I'm draw- Bridges. You know, then you got, you trade for a guy in Chris Paul, you sign Jay Crowder. They're just, they're good people. And how can you not like Monty Williams as a head coach? Yep. You yeah. know, after can we go back
0: there. a little bit to people that actually thought when we traded for D we were gonna get Booker too? Like, can we just like lol at that for a second? Like, people <laughs> actually thought that was realistic. He was gonna leave Phoenix.
2: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> saying what could have been, but God, Devin Booker <laughs> has become the second best player in this league. He's oh yeah behind Yannis, it's not even quite it's not even close.
0: Mm-hmm. He's so good.
2: Well, and I think the, the Suns are what the wolves want to be
1: both kind of small market teams building through the draft getting those pieces and chris paul you can't talk enough about what he's done for that Suns team he's helped develop or grow just mature uh Ayton, booker those guys who are young i mean they came in they one year in college and he he does a good job of i mean he's a true leader he's 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 been in the league he's been around and when he gets on you, it's not because he doesn't like you or he's mad at you, It's because he knows what you're capable of and he knows what you can what you can contribute. And if you're not living up to that standard, he's you're gonna get he's gonna make sure you know and those guys respond and they you know, he, it it's tough love. It's one of those where they're arguing in practice and then in the locker room they're joking around. That's that's the type of leader I think Chris Paul is and I think it, it just proved how well they've how much he's brought them along well
2: yeah. and you know look at everywhere he's gone whether it's New Orleans the Clippers Houston Oklahoma City for a year and Phoenix they've I, I want to say have won 10 plus games more than they did the year before each every year these teams are making the playoffs and if you know if Chris can win this title if he, he just gets the one title he's probably going to become the third best point guard of all time yeah
0: with his yeah, with definitely.
2: his ad- Of fame career, the all-stars, and just what he's meant to organizations. He just gets this one title, he'll be behind Isaiah and Magic as the third greatest point guard of all time.
0: Yeah. Going back to Monty Williams, if his wife doesn't pass away in that car crash, there's a very realistic chance he's the Timberwolves coach before over Saunders, honestly.
2: I remember hearing that he was
0: the top candidate up here, and then that happened and it obviously derailed everything, but he's fallen into a hell of a spot down there, and he's he's a hell of a
2: coach oh absolutely yeah
1: and we'll keep moving and uh some unfortunate news that happened over the weekend uh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins was passed away he was hit by a a dump truck on the inner Florida interstate obviously incredibly sad it was it's unfortunate to see it sounds like you know he had some struggles early on in the league but he was it sounded like and everybody who was a teammate of him loved the guy he was he was a husband I I don't know if he had, if, if he had kids or they were, if, or if they had one on the way, but from all accounts, he was just a tremendous guy, tremendous person, guys, just love being around him. And any it's it's, he's 24 years old. It's, it's sad. It's, it's not supposed to happen this way. And, you know, you, you send your thoughts and prayers and all your well wishes to the Haskins family and hope they can find a way to, uh, uh, be with them in that this tough time. It's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. And uh, yeah, I'll let you guys talk.
0: Uh, I feel like it's one of those situations where it really puts life into perspective. Like you you always think of these athletes as immortal, almost like making tons of money. They can get any woman they want. They just love their life, but then just tragedy hits. And it's just, it really puts everything all the way back into perspective in it. It's awful. It's sad. It's just,
2: it's not fair. And I kind of want to take a different turn, but the most unfortunate part about Dwayne's death here. And I think how we're going in societies is people always want to talk about, you know, Dylan mentioned those previous struggles in Washington for those two years, how, you know, he had a losing record. Um, you know, Ron, he was, I think skipped a meeting and Ron Rivera had to yell at him. He was upset with that after the draft. You know, when Washington had him, he said, "All oh, these teams are making a, a giant mistake." You know, I'm going to prove that these people are wrong. People don't like his body language. It's like that. That's not the time for that. The time for now is for grieving, and to let his family know that, hey, we're thinking about you. You know, like you know, we're praying for you. And, you know, 24 years young. That's just it's way too early. And the video of him when he's 10, and he's at the Ohio State facility, and he says, "Hey, I'll be the quarterback here someday." And he goes on to Ohio he state. It. He does it in 17. His first action, Dylan, you're not going to like this. As we talk football, yeah. he comes in after JT Barrett gets hurt, has Ohio state come back. You know, they wouldn't, they beat Michigan that year. And then t- the next season for a football player, he throws 50 passes in a season, you know, the best season the quarterback in the big 10 has ever had um, goes off to win, win a Rose bowl game. He was just a leader. And again, like Dylan, like you said, even though he was just in Pittsburgh for that one season, the lives that he touched, TJ Watt, Mason Rudolph, um, Cam Hayward, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, Ron Rivera for that one year, it just, it, it, it devastates you. And, you know, you're upset that he couldn't finish this journey he was going on as he was growing and become an adult and a true leader of men. And, uh, you know, it's just like you said. It's just tragic, and you ha- you have no words because he's younger than us. He's twenty four. He's he's twenty four years old, and you know he's younger than us. And to get his life taken away like that, it's just not fair. Yeah, and and
1: it's sad that it has that it has to come to something like that where people only, you know, they don't and they don't know him. But the only thing people think of is with Dwayne Haskins is they think of all those negative things. They don't think about you know this guy has a family and it like makes you it's sad that it makes people some people have to take a step back and realize he was a human he he had a life outside of football and and at at the end of the day your football life for these professionals is this much compared to the rest of your life and how much more of an impact you can have or how much more rather than how you performed on a field even like a guy like Ron Rivera he was he held him to a high standard and they sounded from what you read. It was even after they cut him, they were still really close. And, you know, these coaches, players, they become, you know, like family and it's, it's like losing a son. It's like losing a brother. It's, it's, it's just sad. And, you know, you send your thoughts and prayers, like you said, to the Haskins family and hope they can find some peace in understanding the lives he was able to touch and know that they raised a tremendous man, young man. So we'll, uh, we'll keep moving. MLB season is off and running. The twins uh, been a little bit up and down. They've started out 0-2, 1-2 split against the Mariners. Uh, early season, uh, they lost their last two against the Dodgers, but, you know, it's their young team. They're still learning to play together and it's a long season. I think, uh, I like the progress they've made. They seem tremendously ahead of what they were last year. And we will, uh, we'll start with our, uh, predictions. What are you guys' thoughts on the MLB season so far?
0: Well, um, I'm kind of hit and miss at the twins. Um, they've looked good. Like you said, they've looked bad. First two games probably should have won, um, they left like, the one like the big concerning thing to me is they can't score runs without homers. They've out of the six games, there's really been one game where they've actually been able to get guys on base or and actually like, de- like not develop but like just like get the runs not hitting over the damn fence. Like that was the, the third game versus the yeah, the third, fourth, or fourth game versus Seattle. I can't remember now which one was the fourth. The it was the fourth where the they last won four
1: nothing, and that was, that's the way I'd like yes. to see this
0: team win yeah, more of. I don't, because I want to see six homers. It when it comes happen. to the
1: playoffs, you, you can't rely yeah, on the home run because you're facing no. the best pitching in baseball mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to get. I mean, my, not those pitchers don't make mistakes. Most of those no. the, you know, those home runs, they're pitching against guys that are I, I mean, they're not they aren't all Cy Young award winners. Most of no, them are gonna be they have the bullpen tires in the office.
0: To me, bullpen's make the difference. It, yep. Starters in the playoffs, they're going go four or five innings you have those half half the game is the bullpen that's where the, the real money is made but well, and- the biggest thing about me is the twins won. they can't have sustainable innings where they actually have these back-to-back-to-back hits moving guys over like even today there was three times they had a guy on second to start the inning they can't even get a productive out they went three straight times or grounded a third like it's just those small things that aren't happening and even then, you, you expect Gary Sanchez, you expect Miguel Sano to strike out a, a crap ton, but it's Buxton striking out. Correa swinging at stuff that, my God, would break his freaking foot if it hit him. It's just <laughs> like these guys are just so out of whack right now. And Buxton, like I guess through two of the three of his homers have come off breaking balls, but my God, he couldn't hit. Kershaw with a freaking order today like PJ Fleck would be very disappointed in him well
1: in his defense nobody could hit Clayton Kershaw today he
0: was good but at the same time (laughs) those pitches actually aren't like we chased a lot of them but still like there was some right down the middle of Buxton I mean he was good four inches off the damn ball it's just like I don't know like they need to get it together they need to start putting the the bat on the ball and making contact because it's up and Mm -hmm. down through the lineup it's not just the two guys you expect to strike out 400 combined times
2: Correct. And also, I, I think, Ethan, to piggyback off that, it, it goes off with some nerves because, you know, baseball players, they're the most, you know, anal and repetitive, you know, creatures out there. They need habit. And since spring training was so condensed this year, they didn't get those full six weeks. I think that's mm-hmm. having an effect on these players, too, because they're rushing into it. It kind of looks like a, a lot like early season football practice where the first three weeks. The defense is so far ahead of the offense because they just get to react, um, you know, from the play. They don't they don't have to worry about, you know, the timing and your hand-eyed coordination mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to get those productive outs. I think these guys are starting to they're trying to go out with such a big bang and to, and get hot that they're forgetting the small steps that you need as a baseball team. And to your point, you know, you got a runner on second. There's no problem with grounding out to second base to start. there. Get, get them over to third. I think they just need to take a deep breath and realize, hey, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, and, you know, for a couple of those games in the Mariners series, to your point, they just Twins couldn't score a run. The pitching was not the problem. They held the Mariners to enough runs where they should have won those games. They just need to slow down, take a deep breath. And uh, if they can do that, I think they'll be just fine.
0: And the thing that's kind of – it's kind of ironic that I was talking about how he couldn't hit the, the breaking ball versus Kershaw. Fast forward to the game where they hit six homers, four of those six balls were hit off off speed. Only Buxton hit one and Polanco hit one off fastball. So it's like they can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of – it's just odd how one day they absolutely destroy these baseballs and then the next day, I mean, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a freaking
2: boat. It, it's amazing. Yeah, you sure. know, baseball's, it's, it's a lot like golf boys up and you're up and you're down and it's all about how you're doing mentally. Um, you know, the, this game, it's such a, you know, you have to have a different mindset to play this game. Cause if you fail seven out of 10 times, you're a hall of famer, you're the best to ever do it in this game. Mm-hmm. So you just, you have to stay so focused and it's such a grind that you, you can't get down on yourselves and you can't try to make plays that you normally wouldn't, because to your point, Correa's swinging at stuff where it's like, in Houston, he wouldn't even touch that. And He's got a 2-0 count, and he's ready for a fastball coming. He's yeah, going to wait. Well, to he go. had
1: trash cans banging, so he he knew what was
2: coming. <laughs> but Hey, these last couple of years, Houston was the damn good team after they got caught. Let's they not forget were. about it. No. Oh,
1: well, I, were, I, I yeah. like to get my – yeah.
2: I have a they couple you of buddies that are Astros AD. fans. Do we really care? Not at all.
0: Not at no, all. not at all. We thank them for their duty.
2: And actually, since they beat the Dodgers, we love it too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, at the same time, though, the Twins. I mean, everyone thought the biggest thing was going to be their pitching this year. Today's start was the worst one they've had, and he gave up three runs in four innings. It's just like their pitching hasn't been the issue at all. Take out that that chump that pitched the second half of the game today; they gave up three straight homers. But take him out of the equation, and their crappy fielding in yesterday's game they're fine. Like they're P- pitching. Was that, his, was that his son? Yeah. That's what they no said on the way. broadcast. Yeah. They no said it kidding.
1: His, he, it was his debut. And uh, he got the call last night at like one 30 in the morning and he didn't. And yeah, just yeah, pitching. Well,
0: but, he should go yeah. to catcher or something. Cause he ain't a pitcher. He's not very good. <laughs> eh,
2: it's his first time. He's gotta follow the family bloodlines and play catcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just but just go back. Like just yep. it's done. But
1: we'll uh we'll start we'll get get into uh our predictions. I've got uh we'll start in the AL East. I have I got two playoff teams out of the East. Uh it's six teams this year. I I like Toronto to win the East and then I like Tampa to uh get the wild card. Yankees go third, Boston fourth. I don't even know a player on the Actually, I know I no, he's not even on there. Anymore.
0: he's on the Orioles.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to say Jay Flod, Mandan Native, but No, I don't know him. He was he got picked up by the Braves, and now I think he's just kind of a free agent and on waivers. But yeah, I I like the Blue Jays and the Rays to come out of the East for the.
0: I got the same. Toronto winning it, Rays second. I didn't really do the rest, but I mean, honestly, it's Boston
2: and New York, so it really doesn't matter as long as as
0: I don't make the playoffs.
2: I'm a happy guy. (laughs) Um, so I agree with you guys on one team. I uh, I like Tampa Bay to win the AL East. You know they've been in the playoffs the last three years, AL East champs the last two years, and Kevin Cash I think is the best manager in that division. But uh, I like the Yankees as the other wild card team in the, the AL East. So Tampa winning it, and the Yankees a wild card team.
0: I don't trust the Yankees pitching. I mean, I don't really trust Toronto's either, but I think Toronto's offense is better than the Yankees' offense. That's fair. Well,
1: and the other part with the Yankees is is like half their team isn't vaccinated, so. When it comes down to the season, unless things change, half their team might not be able to play in Toronto when they have
2: a big series.
0: Because oh, of that's that. a good
2: point. Yeah, Canada's they, rules up there. Yeah, I, you're I right. Thought about that because you know they lifted New York. Yep. But uh, yeah, Canada. I forgot about that.
0: Boston. That's right. Boston made everyone get vaccinated just basically yeah. for that reason.
2: Yeah. Didn't they have in their negotiations with yeah? Um, what's his name? I um. Why am I drawing a blank right now?
0: I know I, I'm doing the same thing. I can't remember his name, but yes, you're, you're right. Uh, Shortstop. Story. Yep. That's it. Yep. 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 Yeah, and I, then I uh,
1: we'll move on to the uh, Twins division, the AL Central. And I, I have, uh, you know, we've been – Twins are going through a little bit of a struggle right now, but I do – I think after a year that went so pear-shaped as it could go, I like them winning the Central. I like the White Sox making it as a wild card. Detroit finishing third. The Cleveland Guardians uh, finishing fourth. And it was kind of a toss-up, but Detroit's in Michigan, Cleveland's in Ohio, and Michigan's better than Ohio. So that's why I picked them to take third. And then uh, uh, the caboose for the AL Central is the Kansas City Royals.
0: I got, I got the White Sox. Um, I don't, I don't think it's as big a gap as a lot of these people are saying. I really don't. Um, they're good. They're pitching solid, but it's a lot like the Twins. Like, they have a lot of unknowns in their pitching staff. Like, I mean, big names, but you don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Twins. I just don't know if I trust them enough to pick them yet. But after that, I mean, I think Detroit can make a run. I, I honestly think the Cleveland gets last. I think Royal. I think Bobby Witt is gonna have a monster year. <laughs> You're just stud.
2: And yeah, I'm with, I'm with Ethan. Uh, I like the White Sox to win the division. I just, they're two best players. Um, I think of Bray, and Anderson, they're just, they're just different. Not to mention uh,
0: they're open.
2: Yes. And then, you know, Tony Larusa. I know he likes to drink and drive, but everywhere he goes, they win. (laughs) He he is a pile of poop. (laughs) And I think he's just going to be the difference. Um, but to your point, Ethan, I'm with you. This gap is not as big as everyone in the media no. likes to make it out to be. You listen to Frank Thomas and he thinks by August 15th, those Sox are going to have the division wrapped up.
0: Frank Thomas belongs in like uh, a
2: nursing home. He's an idiot. You know, Homer alert there, but um, I'm still going to ride with the Twins as that second wild card team. Again, we, we talked about them, you know, last week, Dylan and I, and just now they have a good team. They got a great roster. Once they just kind of slow down, not a, a good roster, excuse me. They just kind of slow down, take a deep breath. Um, I, I think, I think they'll be fine. I got some confidence in there, but the white Sox winning the division again, and the twins coming in second uh, tigers. I think the tigers will be, you know, third. And then the Royals and tigers, are the Guardians? Excuse me. Are just they're, the they're bad.
0: Let's just be. Let's yeah. call a Spade a Spade. They're the Indians. They're they're both bad. But to your
2: point, Bobby Witt's going to be a difference maker for the Royals, and when it comes to the seller race in AL Central.
1: Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll go to the AL West, and I like the Astros coming out of that division again. Uh they're I don't know how many consecutive time they've won that division and. Mariners finishing second I think now that it's still uh, being six teams in the playoffs this year I like the Mariners to break through and get in for the first time since 2001 breaking the longest uh, pro sports playoff drought and then in third the Angels I just I just don't trust them I don't trust their health enough to get them over the hump they might have the two best players in baseball right now and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout but they just always seem to get hurt, and I just – I'm not going to believe it until I see it, and then the Rangers, and then finishing fifth and probably the number one pick in the MLB draft in 2023, the Oakland A's.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Houston. Uh, I think they might have that division wrapped up by the first weekend in September. I I mean, I don't know. The Marriott's got better, but they're not that good. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, like you said, Angels – they, I, I don't even know a pitcher on their staff. Uh, I, I should tell you right there. I follow baseball religiously. I don't even know who the hell they have. Uh, is Jared Weaver still pitching? I don't even know. Um, but uh, no, other than that, Rangers are going to be trash. Oakland might win sixty games. So,
2: yeah, it, it's a clean sweep for the AL West guys. It's it's Houston's division to lose. I mean, they're 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 miles ahead of these dudes. I mean, I think they've lapped them. It's, you know, it's over. They have they, the best. Amazing.
0: Goal. We we're talking about how good they are. And yet they've lost Correa and Swinger and yet no team can which, touch them.
2: Which is just unbelievable. It shows how good this team was in terms of building a baseball team, you know, talk about the cheating scandal, all you want, um, you know, banging on um, you know, garbage cans players. and videos, but they develop players. And guess what? When they won that world series, they won that game in Dodger stadium. They went guess into the lion's well. den and they won that. I'm not taking that away from them. And, you know, th- to be in the World Series again, you know, last year and then two years ago against the Nationals. And then Dusty Baker, he just wins everywhere he goes. He's a baseball guy through and through. He's a leader. Uh, so, you know, I like the Astros. And then really, I, I just I don't trust the rest of that division. It, it really kills me to make any sense. The Angels have, like Dylan said, the two best players in baseball. And they can't put a team around them. And, you know, they're, they're probably going to barely be above 500 this year. And an interesting stat I saw this year, which just shows how I think um, transformative Shohei is, he's the first team in Major League Baseball history to throw the team's first pitch and see the first pitch as a batter. That's just – that's unbelievable. That's wild. Um, but, yeah, they just have no pitching and no one else on that team besides that. And Oakland, just get, get rid of them, move them. Just moving to Las Vegas. I'm ready to move them to Las Vegas already. There, I'm there serious.
0: A, they've talked about a plan for a new stadium. So it's in the works. Whether it gets passed or not, Oakland's probably going to say, like, screw you, like they did to the Raiders. But
2: all I'm going to say is good luck getting a new stadium in that state. Unless you got $5 billion in the bank, like Stan Kronke, Uh, we're moving this ship to, to Las Vegas here in a couple of years.
0: They tried to move them to San Francisco, the Bay. That's right the base head screw you.
1: All right. I appreciate you guys talking because I had a thing pop up on my computer and I tried closing out and I couldn't find you again. No new, nothing changed. You guys still have faces for radio, but we will uh, stay, uh, wow. move over to the national league. That's <laughs> 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 all, all
2: said. It's all sudden Uh,
1: we'll s- transition over to the national league. Uh, N L National League East. I like the defending champion Braves to repeat. Uh defend the NL East. Uh come out there. And then uh the Mets finishing in second, Phillies third, Marlins fourth, Nationals five. I think it's a flip-flop either either way between the Marlins and Nationals. The Phillies are an interesting team, but I just yeah, I don't I can't trust them either. They they spent way too much money on one guy and they haven't made the playoffs since I like the Mets a little bit more. I like their pitching and they've got a few injuries to start, but I think in they have enough offense that that'll keep them in games and they'll pitching will be enough until they're able to get healthy. And uh, that's what I like for the NL East. What do you guys think?
0: I got Philly. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see, because uh, Castellano signed with them. Correct. I'm not crazy.
1: Correct. And
0: yeah, I'm excited to see what news breaks his next homer, just to kind of see what we get out of that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I honestly know nothing about him other than they got Royce Hoskins, who I think – Royce Hoskins, excuse me, who's going to have a hell of a year. Uh, they have a couple of prospects that are probably going to be making an, an appearance this year, but um, without Freddie Freeman, I just don't think Atlanta's going to be as good. I know it's only one player, but he was the heart and soul of that team last year in the playoffs, and I think that's a big loss. Uh, I do have the Braves in the playoffs as a wild card, but I like Philly above them. And I don't think I'm ever going to trust the Mets in my life. Uh, they always seem to screw up somehow. And, yeah, I don't think uh, the Marlins got it. I mean, if Derek Jeter quits on you, just fold the program.
2: <laughs> yeah, when the, when, the, when the captain, the guy was the captain, yeah. I'm done with your organization, you might as You're well screwed. just just – close the book there and you know really the, the, the marlins really they gave up all hope when they built that stadium in the old orange bowl spot and it was it was a dirty deal i think the college football gods and mlb gods uh are on the side of the rest of them. they shouldn't have done that stadium's so, nice stadium's nice but the, the team is trash so i'm i'm not too upset with that but uh i'm gonna go full jerry seinfeld stan account here uh I like the New York Mets.
0: Oh, so go to DeGrom- hell.
2: Call me crazy, but pitching, pitching, pitching. Um, once DeGrom comes back in about two months, him and yeah. Scherzer Ugh. gonna shut that division down. Am I crazy? Am I gonna regret it when they when they mess something up or when, when Scherzer his his arm gets fatigued in August? Absolutely. But they
0: offered um, they, they wanted Buxton for a trade for Syndergaard. That tells you right there how incompetent that front office is. I will never trust them.
2: So, like I said, we're just going full Jerry's Seinfeld <laughs> account and we're going with the Mets. Um, and then, and uh, I'm with Ethan. I like the Phillies as a wild card team in the National League. I do think, even um, you know their second the- baseman hates it here, hates it there. Uh, Scott. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he did a standing ovation after he said it.
2: <laughs> but, you know, since, you know, they got Castiano and Schwarber um, and, they were they were a close team last year. I think they're going to finally take it over over the edge. And I think Ethan's right. I think losing Freddie Freeman is the heart and soul of that Atlanta team. Um, and they're just um, – they're going to have a bit of a World Series hangover, but they're going to be set for the next, you know, 10 years, so I'm not too worried about um, Atlanta. But, I, again, two teams out of the AL East, Mets winning it, and Philly's like as a wild card team.
0: We just talked about the whole NL East and didn't even mention the last uh, the the reigning NL MVP, which is kind of odd. But I hate Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep moving. We, we're we're not
1: going to make this a anti Bryce Harper podcast. Uh, we'll we'll let him actually win a playoff series before we can start that. Uh, exactly. We'll, we'll go to the nope. NL Central. Uh, in oh, that hot takes coming here. Yeah, I. If, <laughs> uh i like the uh i like the brewers to win it they're kind of a i think they uh yellich had a rough year last year i, I uh, just just a hunch i think they're gonna find a way to get uh win it i cardinals in second i like them as a wild card and then third cubs reds and then the
0: pirates uh in the back uh, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. I'm the biggest from, from living in Iowa City, three hours away from Chicago. I am the biggest bandwagon Cardinals fan ever. Um, Let's roll. But yeah, Cardinals are gonna roll through the division. Brave or Brewers? Sorry, Brewers are gonna get the wild card spot out of there, and uh, the Cubs are gonna finish dead last behind the payroll of like twelve million of the Pirates, and that's really saying something because. You go give your uh your probably your bust of a uh, free agent signing Suzuki. He's not even as good as Kurt Suzuki, the the, the catcher. Let's just <laughs> call. Let's be real. Uh, now, Ethan, is this
1: your your anti Cub bias? That might not be that might not be in any part from your time down in Cub Country, Iowa City. Is it? Is that, uh, does that have anything to uh, do with it, or uh, is it just it. a coincidence? I'm,
0: we're going full 100. I despise the Cubs. I think they are honestly on par with the Yankees, which is really saying something.
2: Hey, and you know, guys, you know what's the best part about the Cubs and their pew, pu- the pu- the just how much of a putrid organization Future. they are? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. They still have 100 years before their next World Series title.
0: And they don't even know it. They act like they're going to go win the freaking thing again. It ain't going to happen. You're going to be dead.
2: Oh, no. You know, they're, they're dead. David Ross is going to get fired after this year. It's going to be yeah, great. That is the worst night of my life. Um, it's going to be, when the Cubs, remember this, boys, when the Cubs lose, America wins. Um, Every
0: time.
2: But to the real winners of the, this division, I'm with Ethan. It's the St. Louis Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, I think by September 1st, the NL Central might be over. Um, just because they, they might be a defensive team in baseball. I was looking at some stats earlier today. They're the only team in Major League Baseball history to have five guys on their team last year win a gold glove. That's incredible. That's crazy. Goldschmidt got last year. No one Arenado. talks
0: about Paul. Nobody. Yeah.
2: Gar- Arenado won his ninth. Uh, Molina, maybe the best defensive catcher we've ever seen with his ninth. And then Tommy Edmund at second base with his first. And then Harrison Baden in center field with his first. And then also no one's talking about this, but the return of Pujols, I think for one more year is going to bring some energy. Uh, to that team. And they're going to want to go out with one more NL division title with Albert and St. Louis. Um, so the gateway to the West in this city is the gateway to the NL central division title in 2022.
1: Okay. Good. Uh, some good geography play there. I like it. And then uh, we'll go down to the NL West and I uh, Dodgers. I like them to win, win the, uh, win their division. Padres in second, I like them as a wild card. And then the Giants in third, I think last year they it was a season where they had everything go right for them, and it's already starting off a little bit pear-shaped. Longoria hurt, Posey retiring. I just don't think they have the horses like they had last year. Uh, Diamondbacks mm-hmm. in fourth, and then the Rockies in fifth. You could probably flip-flop both of them, but I like the Dodgers to take the West and regain the uh, crown there. Let's say you guys.
0: I got Dodgers. I mean, they're best. Honestly, might be the best roster we've ever seen on a team, to be honest with you. It's it's stupid. Uh, then I got the Padres after them. Uh, I, I'll take Rockies third. They've been off to a good start. Um, I still think they are absolutely idiotic to pay Chris Bryant and not Nolan Arenado. But, hey, it's not my money I'm spending. So you can Rich. do what you want. I think it's stupid as hell. Um, but, uh, I mean, the Duke can't even catch a fly ball. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he dropped the fly ball at the bases loaded and it, it scored all the runs. Um, literally emptied the bases last, or was that Sunday? Brutal. But uh, Diamondbacks are going to be terrible. Uh, Giants are probably going to be
2: pretty awful too. Again, another, another clean sweep. It's the Dodgers division to lose. This one will be wrapped up by August 1st. Um, it's August, it's, Jesus. August, I want it in, you August, have
0: no faith in the Padres. Fernando Tatis and his motorcycle is very upset with you right now.
2: Hey, I, 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 love Tatis. I think baseball needs him. They need to promote him more because of the flair he brings, but this, 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 is, be, like, this is the best team in baseball. I mean, you know, Kershaw, what he did today, seven innings, 80 pitches. That's stupid. And when you're infield and he's cons- their sixth starter, he's their sixth starter when your infield consists of Freddie Freeman, Justin Turner and Trey Turner. That's stupid. I I, I haven't looked at the and Max between, their, between their like lineup, but I bet you it's over 70. And then, and then you got Mookie Betts and then Bellinger in the outfield covering up two thirds of that. Is he just stupid. traded AJ Pollock last week. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and Chris
1: Taylor it, in left field, who's probably <laughs> playing. He's, he's been better than Bellinger has these last few years. Bellinger got a home run today, but he's, He's really struggling. his
0: if, first two hits today. Yeah. And if he finds he a way to come 15. around, there,
1: there's nobody. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if he starts, reverts back to his MVP seasons, there is nobody touching that team out West.
0: No, no, hell, no. not even in the, there's only in the East. I mean, ain't nope.
2: nobody touching no. them. It's, it, it's, it might be one of those where really nobody should really touch them in the NL. If there's, no. if there's a
0: downfall in the Dodgers, it's their bullpen.
2: Yep hundred percent yep and, and 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 which is which is always delicious to see that'll bite him in the ass in october
0: it always does it did last it year always does.
2: and uh so we'll, we'll we'll fast forward to our then, uh oh sorry excuse me padres as the second wildcard team in the national league for myself okay uh
1: so we'll we'll just uh we'll we'll just go with our world series picks um i in my World Series, I like the uh, Blue Jays-Dodgers, and I like the Dodgers winning in six games. I think they repeat – or win their second in three years. I think all the things that we said previously is the main reason. Uh, still don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Bowery. His leave got pushed back another couple weeks, so we'll see what happens there. He, he comes back, that's good. just an added. Another another uh, course in their rotation. Maybe move him to the bullpen. I mean, they, they – another person, too, that nobody talks about is David Price is still on their – still pitches and basically is, like, their six. I
0: saw that yesterday. I didn't know he's still – guy. Yeah.
1: yeah. I can't believe like
0: that. Like, he's like their stretch reliever, essentially.
1: But I like uh, Dodgers – Dodgers to beat the Blue Jays in six games.
0: I'll take uh, – I will take Houston over Philadelphia in five. Ooh. They're – who's going to beat them in the, in the AL? Like – no effect. No. no one's going to beat Houston. Well, I, so
1: I kind of did my own bracket, but I have the Twins beating the Astros in the divisional round. I think the Twins get Dude. past it and they win their first. No. Yep. No, you no, heard I it
2: here first. I know what you're doing here. It worked two weeks ago. To tournament. I'm not saying anything else. That's it. We're moving on. But it's for the record, he said it out there. Um, I, uh, here guys like the uh, uh rematch of the 2020 world series but i like the losing team then to win this year i think tampa bay finally gets that monkey off their back is that just because you don't like man. the dodgers that is correct okay percent. i hate the dodgers <laughs> and i can't stand anything to do with the state of california so go raise and um let's just hope the dodgers lose again that is 100
0: la nlcs be freaking awesome though that oh, would yeah. be great Those are two that happened. Yeah. When did that that happen? That happened when the Phillies won the World
1: Series back in would have been oh nine oh eight. Yeah, back when uh, Manny Ramirez was a Dodger. Yep. I think Joe Torre was the manager for the Dodgers. Yeah, I want to say it was they met in the play. I can't remember if it was the LCS or the division series, but I know they met and
0: uh, was Ward Holliday on the Phillies that year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Him yeah. and Cliff Lee. Yeah, Cliff Lee, the lefty. Yeah, they traded for him at the deadline to, from the Indians. Yep. Damn, that was a good team. Yes, yeah, so that's, uh,
1: that's baseball talk for the week. And uh, Ethan, we'll sw- swing it over to Ethan, who uh, is the uh, host of uh, Curveball of the Week. So, Ethan, oh, what do you got for us? We got a
0: couple. We got a couple. Ooh, okay. Yeah, a little spicy. Um, so as we all know, I am big on the dating apps, right? right? Good times, uh, roller coaster ride. But uh, they, they always have these prompts. And the one prompt I've been noticing a lot lately is you have your fitted sheet, but do you use a top sheet? The, the sheet between the, the fitted sheet and the comforter? And that's been a hot time. I've probably seen that in the last three weeks, four or five times by different girls and they bring it up every time it's always a very key conversation when you start these convos. So I did a little recon. I I, I did three nights with a top sheet, three nights without a top sheet just to kind of see how I'd sleep with it and without it. On average, most nights, I slept an hour and a half better without the top sheet. So like top sheet you're saying,
1: so it, so like you have your comforter, and then there's yep. a, you have a
0: sheet in between underneath the comforter on top of the fitted sheet correct Yeah
2: cuz Dylan like when you're when you're making your bed you know you got the fitted sheet that you can't fold yep. so that that goes on first and then your top sheet would be the one that you put over that that's just paper thin Oh and then yeah. your comforter over yeah. that Yeah yeah like that I, one I have I have that one. yeah Okay
0: well what do you thought what would you think about if you didn't what like how would you react to that situation
1: I'd, I don't know I'd be whatever I, I
0: don't... It's, it's, it's a real thing man it's a it's a serious apparently, thing that i've learned over the last month
1: apparently it's more than more than i knew i uh i guess uh yeah i i mean i have nights i i, I i've had it my entire life so i guess i don't even if i don't i guess i don't notice it maybe i well, the the
0: thing that i, I, I really
2: go great go ahead you, i talked enough i th- those social norms where we've grown up with it, that we almost just kind of think of it as second nature. Like, hey, we need the top sheet. On top of that, it's it's kind of new and groundbreaking. Um, I've never heard the term. You know, times <laughs> we don't we don't think <laughs> much of. It. Um, so like I said, it's kind of one of those social norms. We're like, Dylan, uh, fuck, I just I just think about it. You know, I have my top sheet. You know, and, it, and it, it's catching a lot of people off guard. And what were you going to say, Ethan?
0: Uh, well, to kind of go off what you said, like, you know, whenever you have a, your top sheet or your, your regular sheet, I shouldn't just call it, but if you're, if it comes out from the bottom of the bed and your feet go under it, absolutely awful, right? It
1: is it's terrible. It's, you
0: it's you know, terrible. It, you don't know what's going to get your feet at that point. Like, it's kind of scary to think about. You don't know what's the under the bed. The Man it's is one. 100- he is just. Under your bed, waiting for them toes to go over the edge of that bed, without the top sheet, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it's,
2: it's a fair yeah. point. And i i i would I would also like to add. Um, last Friday, met up with Ethan, one of his old uh, coworkers, and we, uh, um, you know, watched the Twins game, had a little happy hour, and we did discuss this ahead of time. Okay. And,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Sorry, Dylan, you weren't invited. Since I, then,
2: sorry. Right. You can FaceTime hundred, me. We have smartphones. <laughs> two, two nights, eaten two nights with the top sheet, and I uh, was kind of you know tossing and turning and didn't didn't feel good with that, and then have you know ditched it ever since then, and I have been sleeping better without the top to two. sheet. Two I'm for two. Weight. We're we're starting a new trend here, and we're uh, we're ditching the we're ditching that top sheet to right to the comforter.
0: Oh, let's go! <laughs> Come on!
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Well. You guys are weird. I'll stick with, stick with what I got. I'll sleep good one. I'll sleep good with it. I'll sleep good without it. At some point, I, I, I'm snowed in. It's not like I have
0: negativity.
1: I, Hey, I'm not negative. I I'm snowed in. I, I can sleep as much as I want the next few days. So it's not going to make too much of a difference. (laughs) So I ain't going nowhere.
0: All right. Well, on that point on the number two, um, so we are gonna do a merry fuck and kill regarding wine, tequila, and vodka. Oh I'm done
2: with you. <laughs> I'm so done with you right now, you asshole. This <laughs> <laughs> just taps me so much right now. Look at
0: the legs on this thing, Grant. Look at them.
2: Oh, this glass of-, of wine. That this upsets me. I wish I could go out to a forest right now and cut a tree down, because this this conversation has just emasculated me in the last thirty seconds. Fuzzy face, Ethan. What are you going to do now? Pull out pull out some fancy cheese and and dry ass bread from California or something. <laughs> some bullshit like. That?
0: I, just I, mean, I, I have some nice margarita salami from Cub Foods in the fridge right now. If you really want me to. He's got to start to be bored on command. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll go first. I'm marrying wine. I think we both, we all know this. <laughs> uh, I am fucking tequila because God, that stuff's not great, but it ain't terrible. Uh, oh, and fucking you. Vodka. Vodka's gone. Like it is, it's dead. It's always been dead to me. It'll never come back. Oh.
1: Okay. All right, Grant. Yeah, I'll
2: let you go. This, this is upset. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This, this hurts because if I can be honest, guys, you know, as you would know, I'm not the biggest, you know, drinker of us three. Um, really, the only time I do drink is, you know, whenever Dylan comes into town for a visit and we're drinking a bunch on the golf course or at Cowboy Jack's downtown or, you know, you're made up with Ethan and you do, uh, you know, a little William happy. Willie McCoy's two for ones all day. That may have changed my life. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. This, this answer, this, this one hurts because as I would tell Ethan all the time, I think wine is absolute trash. If I wanted that, I would just open up my fridge and eat a grape. I mean, <laughs> someone <laughs> may put in their nasty ass feet on the steak and I'm drinking this. That's just disgusting. <laughs> but, um, so I'm going to start with the marriage one. I guess I'm going to marry vodka. I mean, again, I don't like, oh, I don't my like God. This. But, you know, if I have to wake up on a Saturday and, uh, you know, have a nice little, nice little brunch, I can throw some orange juice in there and have a little screwdriver. But you will never catch me drinking cranberry juice and vodka because I do not pee sitting down. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where, where this one really hurts is uh, I think I'm going to have to, uh, I think I'm going to have to sleep with wine whoa um, yeah yeah you know, i know girl. it's crazy guys but um hey you know wait, hey
1: grant 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 just out of himself as a wine guy let's give it up for him
2: <laughs> yes yes grant big wine guy i had to sleep with the wine because the last time i took a t- t- shot of tequila i ended up on the floor at cowboy Slim's, thrown up on a table and it has just ruined me and you know i really don't want to take two or three shots of tequila, and then somehow end up where my pants went and feel like I'm, you know, 110 degrees on the inside. Um, so well, tequila you
0: is... You Mondos in Iowa City then?
2: No, and, but anytime I, if it's not in a margarita form, I just, I get a bad taste in my mouth and I just, I feel ill, like just physically sick. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kill tequila. But that, it, it hurts me to answer Okay. I, I respect
0: the answer, but if it's not wine, tequila's God's nectar. Uh, well, so I will say, tequila. When I was down in Mexico, went to a
1: tequila farm, got to taste some like aged seven and twelve year tequila. Phenomenal! Oh, it was it was good, but you don't even need a lime for that. No, no, you you sip it like nice whiskey. It's yeah. you got your pinky out, and you know. Stuff. And I'm not, I'm not a big liquor guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a Bush Light, the uh, Michelob Ultra, guy. As, you, as you can see, I have a, some milk have some waters, push, Bush Light, and a pickle. Yeah, and oh, so yeah. Um, and my rule with tequila is, is if unless it's seven or aged seven or twelve years, I'm not drinking it so i guess i'm killing tequila i mess with the wine I, I i like it at you know family dinner you know mother's day father's day christmas thanksgiving easter those types of events with family you know you just have a nice glass with dinner that's all right yeah yeah i i can't can't cheers because i don't believe in cheersing with an empty glass so
0: <laughs> you got a pickle
1: I do have a pickle. That's gonna be a nice, uh, nice, nice little uh, bedtime snack. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And I'm gonna refer. I guess. I guess, like you, Grant. I'm. Uh, I'm marrying vodka. I, I, I mm. like. I like a. I like an occasional screwdriver. I like the Bloody Mary Caesars. Some mm. in the summer, a nice vodka lemonade, cool you off on a hot summer day. You're Doing I. Have a house now doing yard work. Might have to get some, uh, something like that. And that's, yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm marrying, marrying vodka, messing with tequila and, or messing with, oh, jeez, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with the wine and then I'm killing tequila. Cause, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't, it, it's just not, not good. Does not do. Me good. I, I like
0: it. Smoking. Basically, the, the good thing about tequila is if you have some like enough of it, which is usually one shot for most people, you don't remember <laughs> it anyway. So what does it really matter at that
2: point?
1: When well, you I, wake up and there's puke all over your room, that's why you remember
2: it. How did I wake up and how did I wake up in, in Kiowana? I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: that's oh, that's I, a story for that's a that's a story for a different
1: podcast, Grant. But um <laughs> You what know what? Yours
0: at uh, whatever bar in Iowa City at like freaking bar closed. You ordered twelve yeg bombs or something. Yeah, oh and, and yeah, I did do that. Yep, that happened.
2: But hey, me and Dylan finished them. I think Dylan had about eight of them, but we finished well, them. I Don't remember so that. Matters. Well, yeah, but you woke up the next day and you said, "Did you spend blah 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 at the Garden of Eden?" And you are like, "Yep, you like two hundred bucks." <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> but it's not even um, a bar at the club. The best way to drink a tequila shot. And guys, we are, almost
1: got ran over walking into that. I remember walking in and getting run over by that big dude bouncer. Yeah, the bouncer bounce somebody
0: out. Yeah. I, I literally thought he meant a car.
1: No. Well, I mean, that dude was might have been bigger than a car, that bouncer. <laughs> oh,
2: he dude. was a big dude. <laughs> dude. But no, seriously, guys, the best way to take a tequila shot is you don't take a tequila shot. A- exactly. No.
0: You, you lick your hand, you put the salt on it. That's take why the Grant shot, is the dad, the dad salt, of this podcast. Then you suck on your wine. That's how you do it. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap this up.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in next week and we will talk to you next week.
0: Make her drink some wine.
1: Good stuff as always. Thanks to Grant Nathan for joining me. Make sure you tune into next week's episode as my broadcast partner and former voice of the Badlands Big Sticks, Sam Henderson, joins me. I'm excited to catch up and chat with Sam as we discuss our time together in the booth and what he's up to now. Make sure you are following me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Degress. You can find The Degress Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes. The video version of the podcast is available on YouTube under my name, Dylan Gress, or if you search The Degress Podcast... Make sure you are subscribing there as well. Please like, rate, and leave us a five-star review. It might get read on the podcast. That's all I got for this week. Gress, out.